0: we enter the summer in this NFL offseason and as we have mentioned plenty of teams that are on the up and up and some looking not so hot there's also some other teams who have been let's say in football purgatory this is the fumble Rooski podcast by Power Radiate and Secret Weapon Consulting Adam Wright CJ Medeiros and Justin Tucker with you as always and as we mentioned we have a great show for pl- plan for you guys tonight. So we're going to talk about a lot of the teams who are directionless. Just doesn't look like they have a they have picked where they are going to go. They don't look like they're going to rebuild, but they also don't look like they're ready to contend anytime soon. We're also going to talk about Justin Fields and how some league executives have gotten a little skeptical, spoken out about his, you know, his abilities. Um, also, the Chiefs rumored to want. Uh, Mahomes restructure, <clears throat> excuse me. So how are we doing tonight, guys? Are we ready to talk some football? Yeah, I'm ready. To go. Yeah, this is the funnest time ever to <laughs> talk about football, right? So uh, oh, exciting. Summertime. But uh we will we believe we will have a summer where we will talk plenty of football, some player rankings, stuff like that. And we'll just ironing ironing out the details so we ask you to um Remain patient. Well, we have, we appreciate your patience as we, um, as we enter this summer and you know one of the great dead spots in the NFL world. But we're going to touch first on some of these directionless teams. And CJ gave off a bunch of names earlier on, uh, today, and I liked this one to top the list. I like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is a team that is a a bona fide has been right? I mean, three years in a row they were they were championship contenders and now Tom their star quarterback, Tom Brady retired. The rest of the team kind of is aging or if they are, if they're not aging, they're kind of towards the end of their primes, but they have Baker Mayfield at quarterback and they haven't traded any of their star talent away to get to enter that rebuild yet. So what are we doing here? right? What are we doing? over there, Buccaneers. CJ, what are your thoughts?
1: Now, obviously, I'm not inside the organization, so I can't speak on this for a fact, but I believe that Tampa still fancies itself a contender, you know, seeing the state of the NFC South and the NFC as a whole. However, your quarterbacks are either going to be Baker Mayfield or Kyle Trask. That isn't good. Kyle Trask was drafted way too high. And Baker Mayfield, I don't know if he can just live up to that first overall billing anymore. And I would suggest they tank, but it's weird because their roster is not bad enough for them to take. You know, they have Mike Evans. They have uh, Chris Godwin. They've got a really good center and Ryan Jensen. They've got another good O-lineman, Tristan Wirfs. You know, on the defense for now, at least, you have Devin White and you have Vita Vea and you have a they still have Anton Winfield, right, at safety. Yep, yep, yep. And they still have their corner, Jamel Dean. So, like I said, it's it's not a bad enough team to tank. That that's the issue.
0: Damn they're, good team around them. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. So I feel like I don't know. They're probably gonna try to get a legitimate quarterback this offseason unless Baker Mayfield has a Geno Smith type resurgence. But overall, like they they, they think they're contenders. I think, and they're not. Plain and simple, they're just not. They're going to be mediocre. Maybe they slip in as like the seventh seed in the playoffs, but then they're, they're not, just going to get smacked.
0: They're not going anywhere. But
2: yeah, not, no. again, I'm not sure. Like the problem is they're going in a direction where you think that they're, which it, that they're contenders. But at the same time, when you look at like their quarterback position and a few other myriad of pieces, it's like, Nah, they're not going to contend. They'll be, I believe, like CJ said, there'll be a playoff team, like a six or seven seed. But I I don't think they'll go far in the playoffs unless they face off against Dallas, but that's neither here nor there. But when I look at this team, I'm like Baker Mayfield. You could do worse at quarterback other than Baker Mayfield. If he performs to his best, I think you have a quality player. I think he wants to perform at his best considering what's happened to his career over the last few years. But I still think, he can be that guy at quarterback, but this is obviously his last chance at being a full-time starting quarterback. When I look at the line that he has, uh, I don't think they replaced Donovan Smith yet. I don't believe, but they still have a, a quality right tackle on Tristan worse who I hope switches over to left tackle for Baker.
1: Well, by the way, they drafted the NDSU tackle Cody mock. I think that's how you pronounce his name.
2: Okay. So they do have a potential starter at that position. So, all right. So mm. would you rather Tristan Werps go over to left and put mock at right? Just absolutely. That's what probably why I would go to. They have a few Marietta pieces and they, that defense is still looking overall pretty good when they have Levante, David and Devin white in the middle, along with Via Vea just clogging up the lanes. So overall, I, when I look at the NFC self, when I look at the NFC as a total, I'm like, by, I, not even by choice, by like virtue, they'll win games where they they shouldn't and they'll squeak into the playoffs, not even of their own volition, just because they'll just win enough games to make it because I'm not sure how good or bad the NFC as a whole will be this year.
0: You know, I am I am very surprised with the consensus here on this podcast. I thought we would all be saying just sell the team and rebuild already, but I'm hearing a lot of right now well, this team around around the quarterback position is actually pretty good. And if they just had that one guy, then they, they could actually make it in the playoffs and perhaps make some noise. Not that's by fair
2: choice. Not by choice. I mean, just look at the NFC. It's not like we're picking them because they're like contenders. It's because the NFC South is absolutely abysmal. And the entire NFC doesn't look that good all the way. Outside of maybe like three or four
0: teams. Well, two things can be true at once. the The NFC the NFC South sucks, but they also have a pretty talented team around the quarterback position.
2: That's true. like if
0: if they had that guy, they wouldn't just be contenders in the NFC South. They would also be able to make some noise in the NFC. Not to say that the NFC is of any good a conference in in itself, but like they they have some talent around them. If you have Mike Mike Evans and Chris Godwin as your wide receivers one and two. As a New England Patriots fan, I would love, I would kill to have Godwin as the one, but he's there too. Like, -hmm. that's awesome. And like, if they just had that quarterback, but that's the problem. It's very hard to find that guy. And I don't think you're going to find that in Kyle Trask and certainly not in Baker Mayfield either. So like, it's, I just feel like it's so much easier if they were just to sell the farm and collect some assets and build for the future. You'd be fishing with plenty of high-end draft picks, and you'd probably get a lot of draft picks with the, with the players that you trade away. Mike Evans would easily fetch a first-round pick. Same with Chris Godwin. And with some of, the, some of the defensive free agents that you have, or free agents, players that you have under contract, I feel like you could get some good draft capital out of, out of those guys too. So if you were to if you were to sell, you'd do pretty well with that. And I feel like you would. This team would get back to contention a lot quicker than people uh, anticipate if they manage it well enough. Which it's Tampa Bay, so who knows if they can. But you know that would if they were to rebuild, that wouldn't be the worst thing in the world either. But that's Man. the problem. That's why we name them a directionless team. They don't seem like they've done enough to contend but they haven't committed to rebuilding either.
2: True. I will say this about Mike Evans. I'm not sure they'll give a first rounder to, to get Mike Evans. They might give like a high second, but I don't think they'll give a first rounder just based on age. He's about to turn 30. Hey, so if, that, you trade,
0: I'm sorry. Not if you trade – I'm sorry.
2: No, continue.
0: If you trade two seconds, you could get a first.
2: You want to give up two seconds to Mike Evans just to get back a first?
0: No, I'm saying – I'm saying – if you have if you have enough day two picks collected, then you can trade into the first round
2: as well. It depends on where the Buccaneers will be at that time.
0: The New England That's, Patriots do exist.
2: But another directionless team I want to talk about is kind of the uh, Arizona Cardinals. I don't know where they're going because they don't have their franchise quarterbacks kind of out for the season right now. So. I don't think they're in contention even though they have a few miscellaneous pieces, but I don't think they'll go far even if they did make the playoffs. They don't have Kyler and I don't know if DeAndre Hopkins will stay on the team, and I'm not so sure about their running game or their defense right now.
0: Yeah, I, I that's a good pick. And that that one was that was a good one that was listed. But I mean like that's that's a good pick because they have who they believe is their franchise guy. He has made a a Pro Bowl in the past. He's put up pretty good statistics, but he's hurt. He's done for the year. And even when he was healthy, the team wasn't winning with him. And they have talent around him, So it's hard to say that they can just sell and go into rebuild mode. (laughs) Actually, it's almost impossible because they have that quarterback. They can't just rebuild when you have the guy. And you can't contend because number one you don't have the quarterback healthy and also when he is healthy the team isn't winning so that's a we they're in a weird direction and also i don't know what to think about the organization now that uh now that we know that cliff kingsbury went to thailand not only did he quit football he went into complete exile this is yoda going to dagobah (laughs) failed i have failed to make the arizona cardinals relevant i have holy crap i mean you know it's bad when he's going out of the country man went off the grid uh-huh. I, st- I still can't believe that that's hilarious when i got that <laughs> notification i laughed out loud and i was in <laughs> class <laughs> that was just hilarious but like that's a that's a directionless team that is that is that's a good pick
2: Anybody else want to talk about another directionless team? Uh, Yeah, I'd like
1: to throw one out there. Now, consider, if you will, the Washington Commanders.
2: I think they're going in a direction. I wouldn't say they're directionless. They may be going in the wrong direction, but they're going in a direction.
1: Are they, though? Because I guess they're trying. It's like a Tampa thing. They think they can contend, but... They're in arguably the best division in their conference because they're not better than Philly, they're not better than Dallas, and they're not better than New York. Mm-hmm. I mean, what do you guys think?
0: Yeah, I, I, I mean, I agree. The quarterback position is such a question mark, I and mean, they had Taylor Heineke, who's doing okay, but I feel like mm-hmm. they kind of got worse at the position. Well, who did they? Who do they have now? Actually, I, they I do have even... a
1: good, decent guy. They have Jacoby Brissett.
0: Oh come on, man. That's I feel decent. like is a little better than Brissett. I mean, I I, don't love, know. I have a lot of respect for Brissett, former Patriots quarterback. Well, he was the uh third string. He and he did a kid, he, he did he did a thing or two in uh India in Indianapolis, but I mean I never saw him as the as the true guy who could lead a team to the playoffs. I think Heineke's a little better than him.
2: I could see either or, but based on what he did for Cleveland in the absence of Deshaun Watson, he's not bad for like a reliever quarterback when you have no other options. Yeah, do a lot worse than Jacoby Brissett.
0: I mean, what, exactly what the the division, and the division, the division is tough, and yeah, the the the, the division's tough. It's tough when you have one team that uh, made it to the Super Bowl. And seemingly, in some spots, got better. Mm-hmm. And then you have the Giants, who also made the playoffs and also made uh, some improvements. Oh, I never even mentioned Dallas, who also no was reasonable. in the playoffs. No, holy worries, crap! You didn't have to. Yes, I did because they're they're going to be one of the better teams in the division. Here's the and, thing that- and to say division is if you're one of the better teams in a division, you're one of the better teams. In the conference. So
2: until December.
0: January. Yeah. Then, well, well, then, then all bets are off. But I mean, you have to make it to December, which if you're Washington, more? actually, you all, everyone makes December because the playoffs don't start until like the second week in January nowadays.
2: They were in playoff contention for some time until like, I want to say week 13, 14, around that time when they just fell off. Yeah. Something like that. My thing is, what are they going to do with Chase Young? Because they declined his fifth year option. So this is a prove it year for for him. Yeah, he's just way too injury prone.
1: That's the thing. It's like he had a good rookie year and then what? Mm-hmm. Even
0: his rookie year, he wasn't anything special. I mean, he was a good he was a good solid player.
1: Yeah, I was kind of underwhelmed. Yeah, but still, if he if he's
2: available, I want to pick him up. I'll take well, him. Yeah, but I and mean, because the risk is well
0: worth it. I'll make him a New England Patriot.
2: I'll make him yeah. a Raven in a heartbeat. Just him on the edge with David Ojabo and Odafeoe or him inside. Doesn't matter. I want I want to see what would happen. He'd do some good things with Judon on the other side. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Ooh, he would I'm, absolutely have to get one-on-ones.
0: Let's see him as a free agent. This is going to be a good free agency class. Hopefully we're still. Oh,
1: please. We all know what this is like every year. It's like, this is going to be a good free agency class. And that that's what the media says. I'm not mocking you, Adam. I'm mocking the media. That's what they say. Oh, it's going to be a great free agency all these.
0: And then they all get tagged. Yeah, Yeah. that is true. A lot of players got tagged this off season too. Yeah. And he's probably going
1: to get tagged too, because Washington will probably not want to lose him for nothing.
2: True. Still though, if he, if he's available and all it takes is what a second or a third, I'm, like, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm not gonna... giving
0: up a first though. No way. That's yeah, I'm still not giving up a first. That's still stupid. Give him the give him the 5th year option and then trade him. Well, can't it's the that. Commanders,
2: so I don't know what yeah. you want from me. Can't yeah. do that. They've already declined it. Once you decline it, you can't give it back.
0: Well, that's what I'm saying. They should have they should have picked up the 5th year option cuz a player with 2 years on his deal is much more valuable than a player with 1
2: but they're not the only ones that have been declining deals. The Ravens have declined Patrick Queen's fifth year option. Twenty, the year twenty twenty has just been a bad year overall for fifty uh, for rookies or for the draft class coming out.
0: Yeah, but uh, mm. you know who was a slam dunk was Mister uh, Joe Burrow over there.
2: Oh yeah. yeah, there's Joe Burrow, there's Tua, there's there's Justin Herbert. There were some few diamonds in the rough. There's oh, and Justin Jefferson. Yeah, <laughs> and. <laughs> jordan love how did he get an
0: extension all right all right well let's change gears here so as we've mentioned uh justin fields he's had a rough go at it in the nfl world for various reasons and he we would say that he has a pretty solid situation around him probably the best that he has had in his nfl career but some executives are still a little skeptical about what he's going to do during his career on the big league level. We're going to elaborate on that next. This is the Fumble Risky podcast. This is the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 and Secret Weapon Consulting, Adam Wright. Justin Tucker and CJ Medeiros with you as always. So according to, uh, it it was Jeremy Fowler of ESPN, some executives around the league are skeptical of Justin Fields. Um, So many team executives for the Bears have have, uh, come out and disputed this but i thought we'd take this chance to give our give the thoughts give some thoughts ourselves so well, listen justin fields is a quarterback and with quarterbacks you generally don't get the results in their first year sometimes even two especially when you look at the situation that's been around him operating consistently behind the worst offensive line in all of football no, not enough weapons to throw to. As soon as Justin Fields was in, Robinson was out, and your number one was Darnell Mooney for years, and he didn't even have time to throw to throw to him before he was put on his ass.
2: Uh-huh.
0: So uh-huh. I, I kind of look at that and I say, listen, you got to give him a chance. And right now, he has probably the best opportunity to to succeed that he has had. In a very long, I mean, in his, in his whole career, I mean, he has a very good offensive line. Two bookends of tackles. Um, you have good guys on the on the interior. You have your number one to throw to, which I never thought they would get this off season, in DJ Moore. You still have a number two in Darnell Mooney. You have Cole Komet and the other kid they got from She's Green Clay Bay. No, uh, oh, Tion- oh,
1: from Green Bay. Oh, Green yeah, Bay. even the name is yeah. ex-
0: yeah, Tunyon. name was escaping me and I wasn't going to uh blank on it. But uh Chase Claypool too. So you have pieces around you. And so I mean this is the make or, make it or make or break year for Justin Fields as CJ so eloquently put, puts it so often. Put up or shut up. This is this is his time to shine and if he doesn't, then we truly know that this guy cannot succeed in the NFL as a passer. Because you have DJ Moore and so many other pieces to throw to now. And you have time to throw. No excuse now.
2: Whoa, at all. Whoa, whoa. We'll see about the time. This <sighs> st- Let's wait until we actually see Justin Fields on on the field. But I th- do think now that he has DJ Moore, a proven number one, Darnell Mooney, a number two, a quality, a very good number two, he, Khalil Herbert, I believe, is going to be a starting running back now. An improved offensive line. And some pieces on defense is like, okay, this team can actually contend to make the playoffs. And overall, I want to see him improve as a passer. But, again, he hasn't had the opportunity to see him because he's either running for his life or getting put on his ass. So I want to see him take the steps that we all know that he can be a franchise quarterback in the NFL. It's just a matter of will he have – the ability to show that and will he be able to prove that in Chicago I just want to see it
0: yeah so like another thing to add is that there have been so many quarterbacks who have taken a couple years to learn how to throw in in this league and in fact there are some noteworthy noteworthy names namely Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson both took a couple of years to enter the starting lineup consistently And both won league MVPs in the in those second years. So once they figured it out, and there were plenty of reports during the time where it was shown that it didn't look good with their ability to throw the football. They were struggling. And then they figured it out. And it turns out they actually are damn good in this league. It's the same thing with Justin Fields. You have to give them it, you gotta give them their at least their three years, sometimes less. You got to give him that time. It's the same th- it was the same thing with Tua and he showed that he could play until his brain turned to mush. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's another conversation to be had, but I mean, like you you got to give him his time and Fields has not had the fair chance yet to to go out and prove that he can play.
1: Yeah, I agree. So if you look at his first two seasons combined, he has 4,112 yards, 24 touchdowns, 21 picks. Second season, obviously a lot better than his first. And yeah. I feel like all the gripes with him aren't undue. And I remember there was somebody that I was talking to off the podcast, one of my football fan friends, who, you know, a kind Adamton of like Adam didn't liken it to Lamar Jackson, to which I say, mm, I, I wouldn't go that far. Because all the speculation is about Fields as a pocket passer. Everyone's like, oh, well, he's not. Well, look, I know this is the new age of the NFL. I know this is the mobile quarterback league. But you have to be at least somewhat decent pocket passer. Because let's face it, Lamar Jackson, very, I wouldn't even say decent. He's a pretty good passer when he's in the pocket. He's got an arm on him. And his accuracy is not too shabby. But Fields, he's got a lot to prove. And like Adam says that I say this truly is the put up or shut up year. I'm noticing that's kind of a trend with a lot of the quarterbacks in his class, him, Mac Jones, uh Trey Lance. That's to here nor there. The thing is mean, fields
0: Trey Lance is only put yeah. up or shut up right now because he because all the guys around him are either getting their heads chopped off or they're leaving in free agency. So yeah. they literally have no chance. I mean, that's mm-hmm. this is that's neither here or there. Yeah,
1: continue. So the, the thing is with Fields, uh, he, like you said, I mean, look, I've criticized him plenty, but it's but it's true what you say that he has not had a good weapon. He's not had good weapons. He's not had a good team around him. The offensive line was just five turnstiles, <laughs> and now. They went out. They addressed the line. They patched up a leaky defense, and they went out and got him a true wide receiver one and a good uh, anchor right tackle in Darnell Wright. And running backs could be a little bit better, but Fields has enough on the ground to the point where I don't see it being that much of an issue. So
0: I think they're fine there. Yeah, we're forgetting they also got Deontay Foreman. Mm-hmm. So and him they drafted with Rashawn
1: Johnson from Texas.
0: Yeah, so I, I think they're pretty solid there. Yeah, they'll, they'll be good.
1: Now, the only way I would uh, be more skeptical is if he fails this season after they give him what he needs. That's pretty much it. Jury's still out. I personally, I'm not as high on him as Adam is, but I, I think he's probably going to be fine.
0: Yeah, I think he'll be good. At mm-hmm. the very least, to a Tungavailoa level. But like, yeah. that's actually pretty good because you put Tua and what he did over a full season where he's not getting hurt all the time, then he's probably throwing over thirty touchdowns, and he's yeah. probably a pro baller. Mm-hmm. And they probably also are a top three seed, which oh, is yeah. really really also their division to took
1: about. a step back.
0: You mean the oh uh, the, <laughs> the the NFC the NFC North? I thought you were talking about oh. the AFC East. i no. No, that, mm-hmm. that division no. is... No, no, no. no. We were talking, I was NFC talking
1: about two Oh, okay, fair enough. But am I wrong, though, when I say like he's got a chance because that division is not good? The Vikings are aggressing, The Packers are dangerously close to going into rebuild mode.
0: Detroit's taking that division, and but yeah. Probably, The Bears yeah. have a very good shot at sneaking in the playoffs and maybe winning a playoff game or so. But it'll it also depend a lot on the defense. I mean... Uh, the other ep- the uh, on the other episode, I asked what glaring weakness do the Bears have, and you guys pointed out the pass rush. And the more I think about it, I mean, they did address it. Like it's not going to be like god god awful, and it it won't make them like suck, but it's not all that good either. Like it's it's still probably bottom half of the league, and their secondary could still use some work. They still have pieces. From when they were really good back in 2018, but they're still not like they're that defense has a lot to prove, they have a lot to work on. Um, offense honestly looks like the bright spot right now, which we never thought we would admit.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, I, I definitely argue that. I, uh, I just, I, the Bears' offense was so terrible for so long. And they can reverse all of that if Fields pans out. But if he doesn't, I, I don't know what to say.
0: Yeah. Right. For their
1: sake, he better.
0: All right. Well, it's all going to depend on how the season goes. I mean, it, it will be objective, you know, how how things go. It's very subjective right now because who knows what's going to happen. But we will figure that out. Um, as next, the next season, 2023 plays out in the same way, we're going to find out if the chiefs are really going to make Patrick Mahomes, the most highest paid player in all of football before the season starts, which has been rumored to be a thing here. That's next. This is the Fumble Ruski podcast. Welcome back to the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power Radiate and Sequel Weapon Consulting. Adam Wright, Justin Tucker, CJ Medeiros, as always. So according to a report by Mike Florio of NBC Sports, apparently the Chiefs are expected to make Patrick. So he expects that the Chiefs will make Patrick Mahomes the most highest paid player in NFL history before week one. Uh, which means to restructure his contract now I am old enough to remember when the chiefs offer gave Patrick Mahomes a 10-year 503 million dollar deal yeah that was the max that was the max value and I got I listen because of the structure he may not be in some ways the highest paid player right now but he's still getting paid a lot of money. And I guess I'm just I'm I'm giving my opinion here right away. But if you are already paying this guy, which is usually hard, it's hard to pay the quarterback and win the Super Bowl at the same time. They managed to do that. Why make the situation worse for you, especially with how much you have struggled financially at the at the wide receiver position? You had to chase uh, uh, Tyreek Hill out the door because. You couldn't pay him, and he wanted to be paid, and you managed to you managed to win with scraps. I mean, not scraps is a little tough. That's a what little harsh. Say. Scraps is a little harsh because you have Juju Smith Schuster, you got Kadarius Tony, you had Nicole Hardman, but the fact that you managed to win it with that—why make that situation harder on yourself? Especially since Patrick Mahomes actually does seem to be happy. Don't just do it just because, you know, you should. We because just because he he's he's earned it. He might have earned it, but don't you want your team to win more? I'm sure Patrick Mahomes would appreciate it if you, you know, continue to win Super Bowls and he's still making a lot of money. Yeah. That's kind of my thoughts there. I thought like why why do that now? You you have you be able, you were able to solve the Rubik's cube that so many league executives have not been able to do, and you're making it harder on yourself. And Mahomes is in the middle of his the prime of his career. Surround him with more talent and win him some Super Bowls. That'll make him happy. He's already being paid a lot of money. Don't make it worse on yourself. Don't do that when you don't, when you don't have to. If he demands money, that's a different. That's a di- completely different scenario. If he wants to be the highest paid and he is demanding it, very different. But right now, if he's not really asking for it, then don't give it to him.
2: Uh, I feel like why not? We might as well get ahead of this. I mean, this is going to happen eventually because he's going to ask for more guaranteed money based off what he's done in comparison to other franchise guys or people who are believed to be franchise quarterbacks, so I'm like, If he believes he wants a bump in pay and the Chiefs think that he deserves it, I'm like, sure, let's get it done. Let's make him the highest-paid quarterback in the league. I don't see the issue with it because he's shown in past years he's able to work with less as long as he has Travis Kelsey on the field with him. So I'm like, why not give him a chance? Let's see what he can do. Let's keep it going. So here's
1: the thing. Mm -hmm. This, as Adam pointed out, is – seems to be entirely self-inflicted. He hasn't demanded this money. And all reports are showing that this is not his idea. And honestly, I think it's pettiness. Is Mahomes the best quarterback in the league? Absolutely. And the Chiefs don't seem to be able to stay in the fact that someone per year is getting paid more, so they're going to load more money in there. But it's weird because they don't have to. And I don't even know if Mahomes the type of guy that's going to demand an extension, considering like how even though they just won a Super Bowl, they've lost a lot of pieces. And even still, you could argue they've regressed further, especially on offense, at least in the receiver room, because you, know, you lost Tyreek Hill, but that's okay. You have Hardman and you got Juju. Well, guess what? No more Juju and no more Hardman. And I said this, I think, last episode. What's going to happen if Travis Kelsey goes down? Once that security blanket goes down, I'm not saying Mahomes is going to suck, but it's going to be hard. And their defense is taking a step back. They no longer have Frank Clark because, you know, they could not afford Frank Clark. And a few years ago, you know, they lost Tyron Matthew and they lost another corner whose name escapes me, Travari Ford, I believe. So I'm just saying, like, you, and you also have a lot of good young players like Isaiah Pacheco and Nick Bolton who, and Creed Humphrey who are going to be coming up on paydays, And I don't think they're going to be too keen on taking a team friendly deal. So it's just my, at the end of the day, even though I said it could be pettiness, the question's still, why would you do this? It's very out of left field and it makes no sense. I mean, God forbid you use what little bit of cap space you have left to go trade for DeAndre Hopkins or an actual, like, real receiver one. I don't personally, I don't understand.
0: Yeah, the, the team has so many needs, and it feels like that would be a luxury signing. Like, if you had the, the rest of the team, the rest of your Ducks in a row, and your wide receiver room is set, but they don't have that. In fact, it's actually looking quite flawed. You, they didn't only lose Juju Smith-Schuster, they also lost Nicole Hardman. Excellent. So they lost a lot of pieces over this off season that they didn't replace. And now you want to pay the quarterback and use that little cap space you have left. It just like, none of it makes sense. And you have managed to figure it out to this point. Why make it harder on yourself? Like why make that harder on yourself? If he hasn't actually directly asked, you know, demanded that he wants to be paid more exactly. because he's already being paid a lot. Like what, like, why would you want that to be a flex? to have the the highest-paid quarterback in all of football. Who cares if he's the highest-paid? We all know who's the best. Jalen Hurts is not better than Patrick Mahomes. So who cares? Let it go. Let the Eagles sit on the couch while you go and win Super Bowl after Super Bowl with Patrick Mahomes giving him actual weapons to throw to just none of that none of that part makes made sense. I spat out my coffee when I heard this uh when I heard this report and I wasn't even drinking any <laughs> but seriously, Damn, I didn't think it was that funny
1: no and you know, it, it was the delivery it was the delivery <laughs> it was unexpected yeah but I mean Adam you, you do have a point and like I said and like you alluded to I really think it's pettiness. That's got to be what it stems from. As an organization, does it suck that he's not the highest paid? Maybe a little, but at the end of the day, uh, you need that money to, you know, fix the rest of your team, specifically the defensive backfield and your wide receiver room.
0: Yeah, the just, defense defensive yeah. backfield's all right. They got McDuffie;
2: they'll be fine ish And right. he
1: did what last season exactly?
2: He'll have a bounce back. He'll he'll bounce back. For, we'll see. For the rookie. What the, to bounce back? You have to have a good season first. Right. Listen, I think he'll. I think he'll be better than what he was last year. And even still, they won the Super Bowl with him being subpar than what we all believe he was. Yeah, yeah. was that him and the defense,
0: or
1: was that actually?
0: They also had you know. Justin Reed. Their defense was all right. This that mm-hmm. was probably the most, despite the personnel issues on offense. That was probably the most well rounded. Chiefs team in recent memory, like that was mm-hmm. that was probably the better one that they've had.
2: He's forgetting like 2019 wasn't here not too long. Ago. Yeah,
0: yeah, but that defense wasn't great. I mean,
2: it, it was better
1: than this one. Mm-hmm. You yeah, gotta remember they did that defense did give up 35 points to Philly.
0: It did, but Jalen Hurts also had himself a hell of a game, and that that yeah, Eagles maybe their that Eagles offense uh, was pretty could good. Yeah, yeah Orioles offense that. was pretty good.
2: And Welcome they away. also had other
0: issues, you know. I mean, it was all in the running game. But all right. So that covers it. But do we have any other thoughts before we end the show tonight?
2: Nah, I'm good. Uh yeah, the Orioles beat the race tonight. I'm in a good mood. Let's get it.
0: Yeah. Shoot, I forgot about forgot about the Red Sox. I'm not even gonna check the score. Why not? It's, you I'll check it right now. Oh, they're up 3-2. Top. Three. I
1: don't even watch baseball, so I really don't care.
0: Yeah, well, you're missing out. No, I'm not. Well, if you're a Red Sox fan, you're not missing out. But all I'm right, so guys. sad I'm
1: missing out on the soul, soul-crushing boredom. Mm-mm. Well, I mean, if you're at the game, it's one thing. Because I've been to many baseball games. Those are fun, but oh, on well. TV, uh-uh.
0: All right. Well, that'll do it for us tonight. Thank you for listening to us. We have new episodes out on Tuesdays and Fridays at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We also have all our episodes available on Spotify, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and so much more. Also, be sure to follow our Instagram at fumbleruski_podcast underscore to keep up with our podcasts and latest coverage on the NFL. Otherwise, we'll see you next week. Over and out.